Welcome to Cardiology, everybody. We are on into the second week of the NFL playoffs. This uh, a lot of really cool divisional round matchups here. Um, I want to welcome in Gary. Hey, Gary, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Mark. Good to be back. Well, we we kind of we did pretty decent last week. I mean, uh, we weren't perfect, but I think we did all right. Um, Gary, you went three three for three. Or I always say that three, three for three. No, three, three yeah. and three. <laughs> um, it would be nice to go three for three. Um, three and three. I also went three and three. Um, the only difference between the two of us was that uh, I took San Francisco and beat the spread in that game, uh, while you took Baltimore and was were able to close the spread in that game. So um, that was the main difference but the coin the coin managed to squeak ahead of us and come in at four and two um so so we're a little bit behind but i think we got we're in plenty of range to to make up some ground and we got some great divisional games what what do you see is game number one coming up uh well game number one we got jacksonville at kansas city uh and kansas city is favored by nine in that one so it's quite the spread and, uh, you know, I look at this one, it's, it's an interesting one. Jacksonville's coming off quite the high last week. They, uh, they had that unbelievable comeback uh, that, that just, I mean, it was a great game. Uh, I'll say this, but, you know, before I get too far into all this stuff, one of the things I said last week was all I really hoped was that we saw some great football. And, man, did we, since, you know, since we had no team in this, uh, this championships, I just want to see some good football going on. And, wow, there were some good games last week. And Jacksonville game was one of them. I mean, that comeback was, was awesome. Uh, kudos to them. Um, it showed some of their strength of their offense that, that's just coming on here. And, um, you know, they've got, they've got a good young quarterback there. They've got a good, good offense. Uh, you know, their defense obviously, uh, played a great second half. You know, first half wasn't that great. Uh, but they're going up against a Kansas city team that that's had a break. Uh, so they're, uh, well rested. They're, they're a little bit healthier, uh, because of that. Uh, they've got, uh, I think they've got a, you know, a couple injuries on the Jacksonville side as well. And I think, I think Mahomes just is ready and raring to go. You know, he's, he's been playing at a high, high level this year. They haven't really broken away from other teams. They haven't done a, you know, a lot of times where they've crushed the opponent, but, but they certainly have won with authority a couple times. And I think, you know, with the break, with Andy Reid getting the extra time to prepare, um, I just think that they're going to come into this game ready, raring to go, and I just think they're they're going to cover that spread, even though it's a it's a large spread. So I'm going to go with Kansas City in this one. Okay, well, yeah, I, I, just to echo your comments of how good the games are, I don't know if you saw the um, there was a internet meme or or a or a TikTok or whatever of a um, of a fan of a of a Chargers fan who fell asleep during the game like he fell asleep with them up 27 nothing and then he woke up to see the final score and i just felt for the guy because that face is a face i've made after multiple browns games where he was just absolutely stunned to see what ended up happening um i'm kind of with you though on this game i i you know i can't say enough about jacksonville's comeback and uh, there is a lot to say about Trevor Lawrence uh, to 
start off as horrible as he did in that game (laughs) and then turn around and really carry that team to a win was impressive for, for a young quarterback to pull that off. um, I mean, he looked, he, he looked like he was, he was back playing at Clemson. It was just, it was intense. Um, So that was cool and all, but there's a lot of emotion tied up in, in making that kind of run. Um, and here you go into the buzzsaw that's Kansas City. Kansas City has done nothing but score points all year long. Um, and I just think that, again, like you said, with this time, with this rest, um, ready to get in there, you there's just not a better player on the field than Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion. He's just He's just a one- one man wrecking crew as they go through these and you surround him by all the weapons that they have. I just think that um, Kansas city, Kansas city is another really just strong team going in. This is one of my favorites. So I, I too am going to go with Kansas city in this one. Awesome. And yeah, I, I do think, you know, when you look at this game too, I mean, one of the, the one of the difference makers I think is going to be tight end. I think Kelsey, uh, he's always a great tight end, but I think Jacksonville has trouble covering tight ends uh, coming into the game. And that, that just makes a big, big difference there too. So, oh, yeah. um, so that'll be big. Um, I will say though, that uh, the coin's going to disagree with us. It's going with Jacksonville. All right. Well, that I, not a story I want to see because we picked against it, but that would be a hell of a story. Uh, all right so uh the second game on saturday uh we've got uh the new york giants at the philadelphia eagles so another another one seed suddenly popping up here what do we think yeah this one's uh interesting the it by the way the eagles are favored by seven and a half points in this one so um you know they've got it. They're coming in this game the heavy favorites, and and we got a lot of that this week where we got some some heavier favorites than last week. I think, um, you know, the the Eagles I think have the stronger team. They have uh, you know, they've got Jalen Hurts is coming in healthy and and looking really good. They got a, a really strong you know offense and defense of you know I think they got a complete team is what I think they have, and I just think the Giants although they've been playing great. Um, you know, are just not as strong. I think they've been playing, I, I guess, what do you want to say, above their weight class, if you will. So they've been they've been doing really, really well. But but I think uh, I think once you get into this part of the playoffs, I think that that's tough to keep overperforming as as I think the Giants have. I think Giants are going to be a team we're going to see around uh, you know next couple of years. That they're they're going to be tough. And they're going to be tough for a while. But but I don't think this is the year. So um, even with the seven and a half points, uh, I'm going to go ahead and I think. Actually, no. I'm going to change that. I'm going to I'm going to actually pick the Giants in this one. I'm going to take them. I think they're going to keep it close enough, but I don't think they're going to win. Obviously, I think Philly's going to win, but I think the Giants, you know, just got enough to keep it close. Okay. All right. You're right at right at the end, you pulled the switcheroo. I did, oh, and we'll see if that oh. comes back to bite me. Yeah, you know, this is this is an interesting one because I think of all of the. I guess, quote unquote, lower seed teams. New York is the one that has been performing the most consistent going into this game. So um, I do think that we've seen, uh, you know, kind of a coming of age of, of their team. I think that they're getting a lot more production out of quarterback. Saquon Barkley looks like the old Saquon Barkley. Yep. 
Um, so there's a lot of positives. I, I, again, this, this one strikes me a lot like, um, last week when we talked a lot about some of the defensive matchups and I just feel like, you know, just like I took New York or, or I thought New York would have a, a good game against Minnesota. I ended up taking Minnesota, but I thought that their defense would play a major factor in that. I think Philadelphia is the next step up from the Giants defense. I think Philadelphia can give them all they can handle up front. I think Philadelphia has the ability to really try to um, mitigate and hold down the running game for the Giants. And Saquon Barkley is a huge piece of how that team moves. Um, And so I, you know what, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give Philly the, the, by week bounce and I am going to go ahead and say that they're gonna they're gonna cover the spread. I'm gonna take Philadelphia in this game. All right. Well, uh the coin is gonna go with you. It's taking Philly as well. All right. Okay. All right. Well that's all we have on the Saturday. Um Sunday uh we have we start off with a really a powerhouse matchup uh, Cincinnati at Buffalo. So what are, what are you seeing in this game? Yeah, this one's a tougher one for me. Now Buffalo's favored uh, by five and a half points. So it's a five and a half point spread in this one. So it's a pretty good spread, uh, but you get two really, really good teams. I think this is one of the better matchups. I think we're going to see this weekend. Um, you've got uh, Josh Allen with, with Buffalo there. They've been playing really good football uh, most of the year, actually. Uh, they got a high-scoring offense. Uh, this is also the game that was interrupted, you know, as we all know. Um, mm-hmm. So I think uh, you know, Demar Hamlin is is fortunately doing better, but but it's going to be nice to see these two teams actually get a chance to to play and and see see which is the better team. Um, you know, as I look at this, it's it's tough. You, you Cincinnati's got a pretty high-powered offense as well. They've got Joe Burrow. They've got some stud receivers. They've got a decent running game. Uh, they do have some injuries on the offensive line, though. Uh, I think you know that's going to help Buffalo out a little bit. They don't normally have a great, great uh, rush, but you know with uh, some um, injuries there, that might help them put a little more pressure on on Burrow, which could could be helpful. Uh, and I do think you know Buffalo is going to come into this game and they're going to score a lot of points. Uh, I think they're going to be really aggressive from the get go, and I'm going to take Buffalo in this one, even though it's a it's a tough call. I think this one's. Definitely with the point spread, I think the odds makers did a good one in this one because I think it's a really tough call with those five and a half points, but I'm going with Buffalo. Yeah, I, you make a lot of great points uh, looking at this one. And I, you know, I keep going back to the emotion swing of this one. So this yeah. is a replay of that DeMar Hamlin game. Now, that game started with Cincinnati hot. Um, coming out of the gate, they were playing really well. They looked like they were clicking. Um, you know, Buffalo wasn't too far behind, but they, but they didn't seem to have the same snap coming right out. Um, I just, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the Cincinnati performance against the Ravens and, you know, while they were able to win, um, against Baltimore, I don't know that they won as convincing as I really thought they were going to. I really thought that they were going to have their way with the Ravens. 
Um, and while I don't think Buffalo's um, defense is necessarily on the same line as the Ravens, their offense is so much more than than Baltimore's. Um, I just I, I think I'm going to fa- fall in line with you on this one. I, I, I think I'm going to look at the the emotions of Buffalo playing at home. This game has basically switched fields from the DeMar Hamlin game. Um, but I think there's just going to be a ton of energy. Um, I haven't heard yet. I know he wasn't feeling up to, didn't have enough energy to go to the wild card game. But I I wonder a lot if he's going to show up and be there at the this divisional game, you know, cheering from the the boxes, which mm-hmm. I think would just set that entire stadium on fire. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I think of the I emotional th- boost to the team if that happens. Oh yeah, it'd be crazy. So I think I'm going to go with Buffalo as well on this one. Although I agree with you, this this line and spread is is definitely set up to be a challenging one. And hey, look, I think that was the thing last week. We went three and three, and that means that the, the odds makers are doing their jobs, man. They're they're making it pretty pretty tough to make these picks, and uh, you know, basically, kind of, uh, you know, I'd say a coin flip, except the coin did better. So uh, anyway, <laughs> in this in this game, uh, the coin's going with Buffalo as well. Okay. All right. Well, then that brings us to our last divisional matchup, which is going to be the Cowboys visiting the 49ers so we're going to get like a classic matchup from our younger days uh happening so so what do we see happening in this in this big matchup offense a lot of offense <laughs> uh this game the uh San Francisco uh they're favored by four points in this one. And yeah, these, both these teams, they've been like the two highest scored teams in the NFL since like the, for the second half of the season. I mean, it's been crazy uh, how much they've been scoring. And, you know, they, they both got very potent offenses some good weapons. Uh, Sam Fran's doing that with a, with a rookie quarterback and Purdy there, but doing a nice job. But they got Christian McCaffrey as well, which was a hell of an in-season move they made to, to bring him on board. And that's been paying off for them very, very nicely. And then Dallas, you know, they got Dak Prescott back. And when they got him back, that offense has just kicked into high gear. So you've got two really high-powered offenses, you know, one going up against the other. Um, you know, there are some, you know, there is some good defense there too. Uh, but you know, as I, as I look at this thing and I, I see these teams, I just think that the, you know, the 49ers have got the more complete team. I think they're, they're coming in this game, you know, ready to go. They're, they're clicking fully. They, you know, they, they seem to have gotten better every week as the weeks have gone on, whereas Dallas, I think has looked good and a little shaky. And, and it just, um, uh, you know, I think, San Fran comes in off of winning with authority, and I'm going to go with San Fran uh, minus the four points to, to win this one. All right. You know, I think as I look at this one, too, I I, I think I'm in a similar position as you are. Um, you know, the, the Dallas uh, matchup last week was impressive. Uh, they really played a, a practically flawless game, especially Dak Prescott. Um, really bounced back from what was a real uh, stinker end to their season, um, but bounced right back, took it right to Tampa Bay. But 
I don't think Tampa Bay is the same Tampa Bay that we've seen over the years. And I think, I think that the Cowboys expose that. Um, But this San Francisco team has been just literally on fire and hasn't missed a beat through a lot of adversity this year with different quarterbacks, different issues. You know, we touted Brock Purdy last week and he did all he did was come back out and win another game. Um, So I, I think that um, this is going to be one. um, Obviously if the Cowboys can pull this one off, I think this is, this is one of those signature games. You know, we hear a lot of talk about, you know, what's going to happen in Dallas every single year. We talk about whether they're going to fire a coach, you know, bring in somebody new. This would be a signature game. If Dallas was able to pull this upset, I think even though they still have two games to win a Super Bowl, uh, this would be a huge, huge win. Um, so that I think there's a lot of pressure on Dallas in this game, whereas I think San Francisco is just clicking and just rolling. So um, kind of much like I'm willing to go go out on the limb for, say, Kansas City, who is a high-powered offense, and I'm, I'm taking them to clear this. I think this, I think this spreads a little, a little too small. So I really, I believe in San Francisco. So I'm going to go ahead and take them um, to beat this four point spread. All right. We're picking fairly similar this week. We are, we are. Um, I think we only have one game we disagree on. So that's correct. Giants and Philly and the coin on this one is actually going to disagree with us. It's going to go with Dallas. So um, Um, it's kind of all over the place. So it's funny, it, if we look at the four games this week, there's only one game that uh, either you, May, or the coin didn't pick pick one of the two teams, and that's the Cincinnati-Buffalo game. So the only team that, that, hasn't, that didn't get picked by you, me, or the coin is Cincinnati. Yeah. So that's kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah, it's I interesting. Know, and, I don't know if it's that interesting, but it kind of bumped, jumped out at me. <laughs> yeah, well, and I, I went all... I went all with favorites this week, which is not my usual. I, know, gig, I didn't notice it, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they just it just like you mentioned before, just some really good games. I mean, yeah. even the um, even the San Francisco game, which ended up being a blowout, um, it wasn't in the first half, and so nope. you know it was an interesting game, and it was it it was good played football. I mean, it, to be able to see that offense click and go, but every single other game was just you know lots of lots of intensity lots of drama it was just really neat and right well even the dallas game which which i think dallas was uh you know they had that pretty well hand but i mean you know when was the last time you saw somebody miss four extra points in one game there's definitely some drama added to that that you sat there thinking okay this is going to come back at the end of the game somehow and it didn't but but you really felt like it it was kind (laughs) of I mean, he just, he basically disgraced the whole last name of Mar for the... Hey, now, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was tough. I, you know, I think, you know, I hope, I hope he's, I hope he's better this, this week, but that was just like a serious case of the yips all of a sudden. And, um, and that was something else to see, but, but I mean, money most of the year. So it's, uh, yeah, it definitely was kind of an anomaly there and weird, but weird that, you know, I don't ever remember seeing a kicker miss four extra points. Yeah, no, no, I don't think I've ever seen that either. But, but a lot of cool matchups, a lot of a lot of fun. Um, you know, we would be lax if we didn't talk a little bit 
um, briefly about, you know, some of the things that have been happening around, uh, around Brown's world as we've, as we've been coming in. So since the last time we talked, uh, the Browns have hired Jim Schwartz as their defensive coordinator. And, you know, I'm sure as we get come up on our season debrief, we'll talk a little bit more about it, but I'm just interested to hear what you think. Yeah, I like them. In fact, if um, I think I think I said it on air, I'm not. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to last week. But I think he, I said on air that he was the guy I thought they were gonna hire, uh, just because I thought he was the best fit. Um, you know, he had he had some history there uh, with um, with I think it was. Um, I'm trying to think. I think if you got Is history with Barry, it, yeah, with Andrew Barry, and I just think that was a little bit too hard to ignore. I think I, I'm pretty sure Andrew Barry had some pretty good influence at this hire this time. And so when I saw that, plus I like the fact that Schwartz, he runs, he's not going to blow the defense up, if you will. He runs in a, a defense that can use the, the pieces we have, but do, I think, a lot more exciting things with him. He moves people around a little bit more. He moves, he shakes up the, the look, all of that, but, but it's not like he's going to come in and, and totally switch your defense uh, you know, to a total new style. So I think you, you're not going to, you know, again, not starting from scratch is important as well, but, but, and I like the guy, I mean, if you, you heard his interview, I mean, the man sounds like a coach. He, he answers questions. Well, he, he's sharp. He's smart. Uh, he's got a great, uh, pedigree, if you will, for for the teams that he's been defensive coordinator on, he's done a really nice job with them. And you know, I don't really have a lot of bad to say about the hire. I think it was a really smart hire for the Browns. I think he's going to do really good things for the defense with the talent we have, but also have some really good influence on on adding parts to the defense. That you know, I think he likes a he likes a strong middle, uh, which I think is good. And I think that you know that's something we've been lacking is you know some middle middle linebackers and and the middle of the line and such. So I think he'll he'll strengthen that up to help us with the running game, which is what we really need some help with. Uh, and that's good. Plus, he brings you know I don't know that. Uh, you know, it'll be accepted, but he does bring some head coaching experience and advice uh, that that might be helpful as well. And we'll we'll see if that that goes anywhere. But um, I like it. I think uh, everything about the the hire was a uh, it's is good, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with our defense next year. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I I think I said on our episodes that. I really liked all the candidates. I think they all had different things going. And I think this really boils down to that the landscape of, of job openings is still wide open. Mm -hmm. um, and while Jim Schwartz is an excellent candidate, he's also probably the only candidate that we had on our list or we're interviewing that wasn't necessarily going to be looking at any head coaching jobs. And I think that as things started to play out, there's a lot of the other defensive coordinator candidates are hot to are hot topics for actual head coaching jobs. Um, and, you know, I know that all of the favorite talk on all of the sports channels and, and, and Twitter and everything is about, oh, well, you know, he's got this head coaching experience so that when we let, Kevin Stefanski go, we can take him. Well, here's the thing. I, I don't really think that's the piece. I think what is the piece is the understanding that somewhere you got to meet in the middle, that, that you have to have somebody, you'd set up a world where, you know, your head coach was focused on the offense, focused on all that world. You needed someone to um, be the general 
of of the defense, and that is definitely uh, in Jim Schwartz's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly don't think that this is any kind of cover covering case Kevin fails kind of higher. I think actually this is this is the right it's the right guy. It's the right type of person that you want in. He addresses holes that we've all seen in the defense. He's known mm-hmm. for building strong defensive lines. He's known for building up teams to be good against the run and be stout in the middle and to have a focus on the pass rush, which are things that we as fans to keep thinking that the Browns should be aligned with and, and should be able to do. Um, so I'm not, I'm not super concerned about the other talk. Um, I actually really enjoyed his, uh, Jim Schwartz's response to the questions about analytics, um, which, you know, I, I think everybody uses analytics as a boogie word for things we don't understand or new age thinking we don't like. Um, and I think the reality is, is Jim Schwartz basically came out and said, we've been using analytics since, since footballs were made. So it's just, it, you just call it something different. You use it in a different way, but everybody's been talking about this stuff forever. And so he basically poo-pooed that whole concept while also reinforcing what we all knew that the defense was not responding to leadership was not responding to um scheme the way they should and so i think you you heard a guy who's not not looking to tiptoe around the players um but at the same token is known for getting something out of them so i i i like i like the hire um i i am in the camp of still being pretty optimistic about the offense so uh realistically my eyes are just still on, and you and I talked about this before. My eyes are still on the special teams. I want to hear what's going to go on there. I want to see. I want to see how or if or what is going to be changed over there. But but this was a good positive step, and I like I like that Andrew Barry. I like the front office and and all the decision makers. You know, they approached this the same way we approached free agency last year. They they went out and started interviewing right away, found their guy, locked it down, yep. and moved on. And I like that. Yeah, no, I do like that. And I, I will say, um, you know, I, I agree with you. I think I don't think it's they hired him because he's head coach and could take over. Uh, I think if you're thinking that when you're hiring this guy, well, then you might as well get rid of Stefanski now and and put him in. I mean, you don't you don't hire a, a an assistant coach with that in mind because you know, then then that shows you have got no faith in your head coach. So I I don't think they did that at all. I I think they you know I think they've still got you know full faith in Stefanski. I I think uh, this helps you know the the odds of Stefanski succeeding you know immensely. Mm-hmm. I do hope there's some conversation that goes on in that that locker room about him giving up the play calling for a year or two and uh, learning learning the job ahead coach a little more fully and being more involved in in some of the other areas like special teams and things like that. But um, yeah, I don't I don't believe that's what's going to happen. But I would I would love that as one more change to to happen as well that that I think could make us stronger um, as far as you know coaching in the back end. But but I do I do like the higher I like oh the the other thing I never I did not mention that I like about him is his coverage I like the fact he's going with man to man a lot more than zone 
I think that's gonna gonna help us out with the with the defensive backs we have. I think that's gonna work out pretty well. So so we'll see. So no, I'm pretty. It, it, it's all good. Love what you had to say about him as well. I think I think it's all good. Yeah, yeah. So we'll definitely dive into that more with the guys here um, post Super Bowl. Um, but uh, I want to make sure you know just say thank you for joining. Uh, this week we're locking down some of these divisional picks hopefully we have a really nice weekend of football to watch again um, as we get closer and closer to the end of the 2022-2023 season so um, for all of us here at cardiology thanks everybody who's out there listening Um, hopefully you did well like we did with the first group of picks hopefully we can continue this trend Um, if you want to check us out and tell your friends they want to listen to uh, some of our feedback, we can always check us out on our webpage at www.cardiologycle. That's cardiology with a K, cle.com, or on your favorite streaming services, be they Amazon, um, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. We'd love to have your uh, listenership. We'd love to hear from you, get your feedback, but most of all, we're just enjoying watching these, these games here towards the end of the season. We hope you are too. So um, thanks again for joining me, Gary. We'll talk to you next week and see how we did. Awesome, Mark. Thank you. All right. Take it easy, Gary, and take it easy, everybody out there. We hope you have a fantastic football weekend. All right. That should be an easy one.